I'm Ezra Fieldsmeyer. And I'm Marty Harding. And welcome to another episode of Animation and Beyond. Yes, and this week we are talking about some of our favorite characters that have changed their appearance and voice over time. So characters that have been around long enough that we noticed a significant change in their appearance or how they sound as a character came on again and again and again in multiple episodes of long-running shows. Right, Ezra? Yep. So we're going to talk about a few of those. We'll focus on some and mention others. But before we get into that feature presentation, we're going to do a quick artist feature on Mr. Carol Spinney. Yeah. Who was Carol Spinney, Ezra? A puppeteer and cartoonist and author. He was most famous for Big Bird and Oscar the Grouch from Sesame Street from the beginning of the show until his retirement in 2018, just a year before his death. That's right. Spinney was Oscar the Grouch, and he was Big Bird for a really long time. But it took him a while to rise to the point of being able to puppet one of the Muppets. He started with puppets, I read, after seeing a performance of The Three Little Kittens at the age of five. And like Three wa- Little Kittens Have Lost Their Mittens? You mean the classic nursery rhyme? Yeah, exactly. A puppeteered show of that nursery rhyme. And that made him want to get a monkey at a garage sale. And so that was his first puppet, was a little monkey. And he got really, really into it. And he wound up doing so much puppeteering and raising some money from it that it helped with his college tuition. How many people do you know can say that they puppeteered to raise money for their college education, Ezra? I don't know, but that's a good question. Yeah, there's not many of them. I know. And and he brought... A big bird, who's a big feathery yellow bird we all know, and Oscar the Grouch, that green, grumpy, trash can living fellow we all know, to life. He did. And what's the big difference between those two characters? One is cheerful and happy, and one is quite grouchy. Yeah. Don't you think it would be pretty tricky to do both of those characters? Yeah, but he brought a lot of joy and grouchiness to our childhood. He did, and he was playing two of the most influential characters in The Muppets. Yeah, as well as the whole Sesame Street show, period. What do you think is different about being a puppeteer and a voice actor, Ezra, than just being a voice actor for a computer animated show? Because puppets are realistic looking animation. Yeah, well, and they're physical. You have to physically hold them, right? Yeah. What else is different? Their mouths move in a special way. What do you mean by that? Like how the way they talk with their mouths and their heads. Yeah, it's kind of like the voice actor has to fit the mouth of the puppet rather than you being able to just animate the character to fit the speaking of the voice actor. Yep, I know. Carol Spinney, I know, has voiced other characters on the show too, but were more of minor, lesser known, not as important characters. Got it. Yeah, it seems like a lot of people on The Muppets did several characters. No one just stuck with one character. Yeah. That said, Carol Spinney was also an author of several books about being a part of The Muppets. One book Carol Spinney wrote was How to Be a Grouch, a classic Sesame Street book from 1976, featuring Oscar the Grouch and how he teaches the reader to be a grouch like he is. Yes. Another one he wrote talked about the difference between Oscar and Big Bird, 
and it was called The Wisdom of Big Bird and the Dark Genius of Oscar the Grouch, Lessons from a Life in Feathers. I see, yeah. Talking about, that describes Big Bird's personality and Oscar's personality. Exactly, and his experiences voicing the two. Yeah, I know. He also narrated the audiobook for a book written by Michael Davis about the history of Sesame Street. He also was the narrator as well as voicing Big Bird narrating a series of videos from late in the 80s and early in the 90s based on some classic illustrated Sesame Street books. Oh, cool. So it was like Big Bird was narrating them. Yes. Similar to videos they did at the time also with animated illustrations like Dr. Seuss and things like that they did on VHS then. All for kids. I remember when I was a little kid a long time ago when they used to make those. Yeah, Spinny also played some of these characters in other contexts, so... Big Bird made a cameo in the Muppet movie, and Oscar the Grouch made a cameo in the Great Muppet Caper. Yes, Oscar also made a cameo in Night at the Museum, both of them, one and two. Actually, only the second one, actually. You're right, only the second one. Night at the Museum, Battle of the Smithsonian. That was the sequel, I remember now. And Big Bird even appeared as a guest on The Muppet Show interesting yeah i know so when carol spinney passed away which was pretty recently right Ezra? Uh, actually december 2019 it was over a year after he retired and after his retirement someone else took over for big bird and someone else took over for oscar yes matt vogel took over for big bird and eric jacobson took over for oscar i know all right so wrapping up our conversation about carol spinney let's move into our feature presentation yeah. In our feature presentation, we're going to talk about evolution and voice changings of characters. Yes. And who do you want to start off with first, Ezra? Mickey Mouse. Mickey Mouse. I think anyone who has seen both early Mickey Mouse cartoons and some of the more recent Mickey Mouse Clubhouse style stuff has to have noticed that Mickey has evolved a lot, in part because he's one of the oldest animated characters, if not the oldest, right? Yeah, I I get, well, not necessarily though, like Felix the Cat existed before Mickey did, and there was a character who existed before Mickey that Walt Disney and A Boy Works created called, called Oswald the Lucky Rabbit. That's true, but neither of those were as popular nor as consistent as Mickey Mouse. That's why I say Mickey Mouse is one of the oldest. I know, in early Mickey cartoons, like the very first cartoons, Steamboat Willie, I remember, which was also the first appearance of Minnie as well. Right. And so how did the original early, early, early Mickey Mouse look? Like in some of the early cartoons, he didn't have any shoes or gloves. That's right. He was also, this is important to mention, he was also 2D animated, which meant that some of the features of his face looked really flattened out compared to more recent Mickeys. Yeah, I know. He also had solid eyes and a much pointier nose, right? Yeah. Yeah, so what was the first major change to Mickey's appearance that you noticed? His eyes or his shorts that became red? And his shoes became yellow. Yeah, so Mickey came out in color. So they were able to make his shorts red and his shoes yellow. At the same time, Minnie evolved too. Like her skirt became blue and her hat became red and her her heels became yellow. That's right. Mickey also had yellow gloves for a little while. 
Yeah, I know. Both Mickey and Minnie at the same time have changed. Yep, they added more color to Mickey. At one point, they made his the skin outside of his black ears no longer white. It was more of a tan. Yes, and same for Minnie as well. Mm-hmm. Around that time, Mickey also gained uh, whites in his eyes. Before, his eyes were just a solid black dot, and and there was a time, I think it was in the 60s. Like the Mickey Mouse Club program from back in the day? Yeah, like the original one. I think that's when they started giving him whites of his eyes with defined pupils. Yeah. He also didn't wear his, you know, outfit with the red shorts and the white gloves and the yellow sh- and the black shoes that we know him to have for a really long time. Ah. Uh. I think of the modern Mickey Mouse starting with Fantasia. Yeah, like in the Sorcerer's Apprentice segment. Yeah, exactly. He looked quite different. Yeah, but that was when he first started to look more complex. Like we said, he had all these colorful components. And he was also, his animation was becoming more evolved. So he had different mannerisms and different types of movements than the original 2D animation allowed for. Mickey Mouse was was created by Walt Disney, but the truth is he was actually created by artist of iWorks. He was an artist for Disney. He was the one who drew Mickey Mouse. Walt Disney is the one who thought of the idea of Mickey Mouse himself. That's right. And Walt Disney was the main voice of Mickey Mouse for a long time. Until his death in 1966. That's right. And then a bunch of other people voiced him, right? Yeah, like... Wayne Allwayne until his death in 2009, and then someone else took over. Got it. And his wife was Rusie Taylor, the voice of Minnie until her death 10 years later, and now there's a new current voice of Minnie. Oh, I didn't know they were married. That's really sweet. Anyways, Mickey's final stage of evolution has been to kind of circle back to an early look. Like the Mickey Mouse cartoon that's been on since 2013. Exactly, yeah. He looks 2D animated style in those cartoons, doesn't he? Yes, and Mickey Mouse looks more complex like in the animated preschool series like Mickey Mouse Clubhouse, Funhouse, Roadster Racers, Mixed Up Adventures, and things like that. Exactly. So there's kind of multiple Mickeys going on in the modern day. I know. But somehow he's still iconic enough to be recognized as Mickey Mouse, no matter what he looks like. I see, yeah. I don't give a minor mention similar to also how Warner Brothers' Bugs Bunny has evolved and how he's looked different from the early cartoons and how over decades his voices have has his voices changed. Totally, yeah. Bugs is another one that's been on for a really long time, so he was naturally gonna have some appearance changes with animation technology and then also with his voice actors. Like voiced by Mel Blank until his death in nineteen eighty nine and then later actors. Yep. Cool. So shall we move on to a different kind of change in Mr. Big Bird? Yes, Big Bird from Sesame Street. We all know him. We do, and we were just talking about Carol Spinney, who was in Big Bird's costume for a long time. Yes, I know, Big Bird. Today's Sesame Street, Elmo is probably the main character, but I say the overall main character of the show since the beginning is Big Bird. You know, it wouldn't be Sesame Street without Big Bird. Yeah, I agree. But how has Big Bird's appearance changed over time, Ezra? In 1966, there was a yellow bird named Nutty Bird who appeared in a Royal Crown Cola commercial in 1966 and is believed to be a Big Bird prototype. 
So he was kind of the inspiration for the Big Bird costume. Yeah. The original design for Big Bird, I've seen illustrations of it, looks really different than the costume wound up looking. He had a really skinny neck in the drawings and a much, much longer beak and smaller head. I see. Yeah, interesting. Do you know what Big Bird's costume was made out of? No, like yellow feathers? Yeah, yellow feathers. And so when you look at old, old Big Bird costumes... The things that I noticed that changed between seasons, between the early seasons of Sesame Street, are the size of his head, the amount of feathers on his costume, and his eyeballs. I know Big Bird has really, his head was much smaller, and I thought the early versions of Big Bird from the earlier seasons of the show, he looked a little creepy compared to how today he looks a lot cuter. That, I totally agree. His original eyes were frozen open, so he didn't have those eyelids that allowed him to blink or make expressions. His feathers were also kind of gross looking. They were very rugged and kind of scattered looking. Yeah, I know, kind of kind of messy, but his feathers look today look a lot neater. Yeah, and I think they're even a brighter color of yellow. Today as as we would all agree he looks a lot cuter. Definitely. But it's it might look creepy to some, but it's just the way Big Bird originally looked like. Yeah. Some other things to note, you know how there's a kind of a T-shaped white spot on Big Bird's forehead? Yeah. That wasn't always there. When you go back and look at photos from stills from early Sesame Street episodes, he his head was solid yellow. Uh. Additionally, and this helps also, I think, with the creepiness you were mentioning, Ezra, he gets at some point blue kind of eyelids. Well, his eyelids are pink, but there's like a blue rim. Yeah. And these things all contribute to him looking a lot more friendly. Yes, like we all know he is. Exactly. Big Bird also has gotten taller with time and then shorter again. Huh, interesting. Yeah. Yeah. When Matt Vogel stepped into the role, um, Big Bird got a little bit shorter for his new costume. I see. Yeah. Cool. Shall we move on to our third primary character who changed over time? Yes. Larry the Cucumber. From Veggie Tales. The, be- the beloved computer animated Christian franchise. Yes. Larry the Cucumber. He's one of the two main characters alongside Bob the Tomato. He is. What year did Veggie Tales start again, Ezra? In 1993. Got it. So it's a little more recent than Sesame Street or Mickey Mouse. It started in the 90s. I know, like, the creator of Veggie Tales is Phil Vischer. Yes. And how did early Larry look? And from an early animation test, there was Mr. Cuke's screen test. They did use an early, like, version of Larry the Cucumber. How did he look? His eyes look like that. His, ma- his mouth was bigger. I think he was also slightly thinner. And there was also VeggieTales' original promo before it, it debuted in 1993. How did he look in that? Like one part we see his mouth, we don't see his tooth. Oh, his tooth, of course. His one tooth is definitely characteristic of Larry. It makes it look like he's actually talking. He, he would look really different without that tooth. The voice of Larry the Cucumber is the co-creator, Mike Naraki. Got it. You know, it's really common as we've seen that the, some of the creators wind up voicing the characters they've created. And the first two episodes of Veggie Tales, Where's God When I'm... Scared and God wants to forgive them, his voice sounded a little dopier. 
compared to what it sounded like in the third episode, Are You My Neighbor? and onwards. Interesting. I also noticed visually that Larry's eyes definitely have different amounts of outwardness. It's, and sometimes his eyes are set fully into the cucumber, and then other times his eyes are, you know, like set on top of the cucumber. I know, like, most of the characters have those large, bulby eyes and round noses. Yes, and Larry's nose stayed pretty consistent, but I'm just saying his eyes were of varying bulbousness. I see, yeah. And, like, and when VeggieTales switched softwares, and when they changed the look of the animated characters, his shade of green became lighter. Definitely. I think he also, at that point, kind of lost the stripes. That, you know how cucumbers have stripes on them, kind of? Yeah. Or English cucumbers do, at least. I don't know what kind of cucumber Larry's supposed to be. But I think when he got green, lighter green, he lost the stripier look. Yeah. And one of the running gags of VeggieTales is when people mistake him as a pickle when he's actually a cucumber. <laughs> it's true. But... You know, pickles are cucumbers that have been pickled, right? I know, that's why. And also, we all know Larry has a superhero alter ego, Larry Boy, who's like a Batman and Spider-Man-like superhero who fights evil to save the world. Yes, and he's super cool. Yeah. Anyhow, anything else you want to say about Larry the Cucumber, Ezra? It's interesting, though, that compared to Bob the Tomato, who's the mature one, Larry's the one who's a bit more playful, and he's Bob's best friend, but sometimes Bob can get a little annoyed by Larry at times. Yes, which I think is how some friendships like that can be. I know. Uh, I'm also going to give a minor mention also about SpongeBob, showing how he evolved. SpongeBob also has been on a long time. He started in the 90s, just like VeggieTales, and he's definitely changed over time, too. I know. He, uh, like in the first episodes he and the other main characters look different especially their color and his as the later series went by became a bit more brighter yellow yeah absolutely and as we've seen with all of these characters you know these changes over time for long-running shows can be attributed in some part to just the advance in technology you know the animation the puppet quality the colors that we have access to for screens, that helps change characters' appearance. But it's also just a matter of fiddling with what what audiences will find appealing, right? Yeah, that's right. Like, for instance, when their first actor is getting old or retires or passes away and someone else takes over for the new voice that sounds like the previous one, and they're, but they sound slightly different. Yeah, same with the, same with voices. You can't, make an exact replica of someone's voice, but you can try and get very close. Yeah, like how Big Bird today and Oscar the Grouch sound different from what they used to sound like. When Carol Spinney voiced them, absolutely. I think if you listen closely, you'll hear it too, anyone who's listening. All right, Ezra, shall we go ahead and move into trivia? Yes. Sounds good. We have to answer last week's trivia question. So last week we asked what character from the movie Up, which came out two years after Ratatouille, makes a cameo in Ratatouille? And the answer is... 
Doug, although we don't see him physically, we do see his shadow. If you look closely at the shadow on the wall of the dog, if you look closely, it's actually Doug from Up. That's so fun. Love Easter eggs like that. Me too. It was hilarious. Yeah. And so for this week, we're going to ask a question about one of our characters that changed. This week's question is about one of the characters that we talked about in this episode, Bugs Bunny, who's been on for a long time and who changed over time. He was voiced by several people, but who was Bugs Bunny named after? Know the answer? Let us know, and we'll give out the answer in the next episode of Animation and Beyond. That's right. Thank you for listening to this episode, and we'll see you next week. Bye. Goodbye. Goodbye.